all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. You mentioned the news about Dre coming back. Um, I have a feeling that, like, because I don't know. I feel like the mm-hmm. Warriors and the league behind the scenes have, like, an actual thing in mind, but they're not, like, letting the public know. But I just sort of feel like mm-hmm. the timing of when Dre comes back is also dependent on if they're winning games, right? And so, mm. you know, tonight's 11. We know he's not going to play t- tomorrow night. That's 12 games. And then before they, they start that little, like, stand go away like um the way game road trip right the 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 last game of the homestand would be the 14th game Hmm. so i don't know if he comes back at all during this homestand or if they bring him back during the road trip but because you know you got to give him time to like ramp up they said he's gonna like come over the weekend so i figure like this week you know, next week or whatever, he's going to like sort of be ramping up in there, I guess. So I don't know. I always thought it was going to be around 15 games. Maybe it'll be a little shy of that, but I think it's going to be like late next week or sometime on that homestand. I mean, the away that he returns. Uh, did you look at the schedule? What, like, what did you think? Um, The schedule, let me pull it up really quick. So that would be either like Chicago or Milwaukee. That's a back-to-back. Back-to-back. So probably not coming back on that one. <laughs> it would be hilarious. <laughs> He's probably coming back MLK Day against Memphis in Memphis, which is what the NBA probably wants, right? We got Mr. 25 Gamer versus oh God, Mr. So fucking job versus that. Draymond. It's the suspension bowl. <laughs> 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 the suspension balls. Crazy. The NBA script is crazy. He's job gonna be uh-uh. so extra. We know this yep. team always gives Draymond problems. <laughs> well, maybe. And he's gonna have to be on his bestest, bestest behavior because they will be looking to. They'll have a whole thing, you know, little pep talk before like look he's just getting back guys so make sure to really stick it to him force his hand so he could just bug out and then he's out look i think the the, the warriors are wedded to draymond for better or for worse at least for the, the at least for the near future foreseeable meaning definitely for the rest of this season no one's taking him like even yeah. if there was a retrain, it's not happening this year. And I don't know if it's going to happen at all, but um, what did you guys make of the comments that they sort of have been making in response to questions about Dre? They're innocuous, but they still sound kind of weird, right? Like we haven't spoken to him really. Like we're just giving him his space and he's giving us our space. Like if you just said he, he's giving like your space, I would have said, okay. But it's the also giving us our space that I'm like, hmm. <laughs> just perk up a little bit. I, I just, I'm very, I pay very close attention to word choice and how people explain things. And again, it's sort of innocuous, but I still felt like there was a little something there. But, I, you know, maybe that's just wishful thinking on my part. What did you think, Karima? Well, Justin and I did touch on that last episode. And 
I was saying, no, there is something there. To me, it sounds like, no, he kind of was on that too. Like, I was like, no, it's definitely sounding to me that Kerr is like, he, he ain't doing the work like he should be doing. So it's best that he not, you know, mix in with us. Until he, was he actually really with LeBron in LA, I saw people saying that, but I wasn't. Yeah, attention. he he went to his party, yeah. and and you know what? Look, that's fine. Yeah, you can go yeah. to it's your not, it's not so. it's not, party. It's not fine because optically, it doesn't. It really doesn't look good. Right, optically, right. But if you can't even in that it. moment realize that and not or, do it, to me, or that's kind of just be like, you know what? I'm gonna come was, through. Another day, just because you know what I'm going through right now. And if I just pop by like the next day after the party, just to be like, happy birthday, dude, because, you know, they're besties at this point, you know, so they, they <laughs> do that. Do the Lakers but, want him? Are there some players we can get? <laughs> that's funny. I'll take Anthony Davis. But, um, <laughs> but I was listening to... um. All 82, uh, Marcus and Slater, and they were saying that they think it's actually like the NBA that is kind of like telling them to do that, you know, saying like they're getting our space and we're getting his space, whatever the case may be. He's pretty much saying like there's something behind the scenes that the NBA has implemented, or they're just, I mean, they're speculating, they're not confirming, but they're saying like maybe there's something the NBA is like, yo, we're gonna say it's indefinite, but it's 12. It's right. 13 and just kind of beat around the bush until you get to that point. But it's, you know, this is the number and maybe that's what it is, but who knows? Yeah. There's definitely a number that's already been pre-decided on that. I believe. Yeah. And then we had um, a tweet from um, Dumas earlier today, pretty much saying like Draymond's in, in good spirits and all this kind of like, like happy, like, Framing in a good mental place. Yeah, yeah. They they're framing it. But as I've heard this before. All good. You know, yeah. so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is all good. Who knows? Maybe it's not. It is not all good. Yeah, I don't think it's all good either. But I also think that the team is just like spiraling, not necessarily spiraling, but like just in a bad place right now. So and with Gary yeah. going down too yeah. again, it's just like can't get one, can't catch a thing, break. Can't catch a break. And one thing about the whole Draymond thing with the Warriors is always like, yeah, we probably rather not deal with this, but we kind of need you on the court. And it's like, I guess we find ourselves in that situation again. Yeah. Right. There, so. But there becomes a point that you, you don't keep doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. And it's not working. And that's why I keep saying like people got to, like at some point wrap their heads around this looking completely different. And I get like, I get the one side of the argument where it's like, you can't change up things too much because you got to take time to build and do all, but I don't know that you do. Like you have Steph Curry and you get the right next person next to him and you throw in pieces. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like not every team needs seven, eight years together to build to get something together. I mean, again, I'm not, you know, the 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 Lakers when they just won whatever year they won. Um, and I get it. 
you know, I'm one of the people who talks about the bubble. <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, like, it's not, well, they were just in the Western Conference Finals after, you know, and yes, it's been a few more years, but my point is like, look at how many new new pieces they have. My simple point is that I just don't believe you can keep doing the same thing over and over and and expect it to change. Yeah. I'm not I saying that I know that. I'm just, not saying I know what the answer is, but you right. can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect it to 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 be okay. It's it's not. So mm-hmm they're going to have to make real decisions about this team. Is it obviously Steph is not trying to like rebuild in his prime. You want to try to give him a chance, but I think you have to realistically say, is there a way we can give him a chance? Is there a path to that? That doesn't include Draymond. Is there a path to that? That doesn't include clay. Because they have to trade those guys because, like, like they're not going to be under the cap, right, enough. Mm-hmm. And, like, who's desperate enough to do it? And I say desperate because you have to be a little desperate to 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 want to take on Draymond just because of all he comes with. You know, Clay's a little different because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how teams would value Clay right now, right? And so maybe they won't do it, but I'm just saying I think you have to – sincerely ask the question that's all i'm saying i think you have to because their contracts are the largest right and so that's what you have as a trade piece yeah one of them i'm not saying both of them and maybe like i just i don't know what the options are but they they have to consider it yeah i think you take it into consideration and see what you get and if it doesn't make a ton of sense like I just feel like if you trade either or both of those guys, you gotta be getting back some type of like star. You got it right. You gotta get back some. You gotta get a star for either one of them or both, or else it's not gonna work. Or else you're just making your team worse just to get these guys off the team. Agree. Yeah. But that's I've always said. Like I feel like if they're gonna try to do a big trade, it has to be for a second star. You know, for mm-hmm. for Steph. And I don't, I don't know the way to make that happen. I don't, I don't think it's giving up all of your young pieces, you know. Um, I think you need to keep look, some of them for flexibility, yeah. financial reasons, all these kinds of things, you know. Um, so I just don't know. Yeah, I look at it like if you want a second star, then first and foremost, you probably want that second star to play next to all three of them because that's the way it makes the most sense to me right like clay is probably would be one of the better third options in the league so if you just trade him for a second star you leave the the void of the third option open um and then draymond is kind of like a good connective piece where he don't really need the ball he just plays defense and all the other three guys can just score um and then teams aren't giving up a star for either one of those two guys i don't think no. So it's just kind of like, all right, they probably they probably gotta stay. That's how I view it. But like the whole Draymond thing is like, you don't want to keep dealing with it. But I mean, yeah, like I don't is, think he has to stay because like not... that you've told me that before. Everyone keeps telling me that before, and he hasn't fucking been playing with the team all season. Like I'm That's not trying to be funny, but it's just like to me, this is not about basketball and what fits. 
And that's what I've been trying to say since the Jordan Poole thing happened, right? I've been mm -hmm. listening to everybody tell me the basketball reasons why Dre needs to be on the court. And I'm telling y'all the personnel reasons. I'm telling you the human element factor reasons, right? I knew from the moment that fucking punch happened, it was ending the Warriors. I tried to be positive. I tried to do all the things. No, 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 no. They'll be able to get past it. Like, how do you get past someone punching you? And working with them and doing all of that, they did not get past it. Now they get rid of, you know, they get rid of, you know, G, um, Jordan, Jordan, right? They do a lot of bullshit kicking him, you know, on the way out the door, right? And so now you don't think they could have used Jordan in some of these games? He would look a lot different in Golden State than he's looking right now on the Wizards. So you got rid of him, and Draymond's not around, bro. Mm -hmm. He's not around, and he's volatile. And because we know that no one is fixed in 14 or 15 games, and if it is fake and it is bogus and you're really not going to therapy, and this is all just some – I mean, it was always performative to begin with. But if nothing is really done, then what's going to change? What's going to stop him? It's like believing that Kerr is going to play Moody because he finally says, oh, yeah, you know, he needs <laughs> to be in the rotation. When people tell you who they are, when they show you who they are, you got to believe them. Draymond has showed us endlessly. And I think, I, I feel like, I know a lot of people don't, you know, mess with Tim Kawakami, but I think one of the smartest things he said, and I agreed, maybe because I agree with him, and I always thought that too, and I just didn't say it first, but um, he's like, I think all of this acting out that Draymond's doing, it's just a symptom. It's not like, like meaning, meaning that because he's declining and he can't do what he used to be able to do anymore, he like acts out more, right? Because in every aspect, right? Like the refs seem to be less tolerant of him than they used to be, right? He can't bully players like the way he used to. It just doesn't work. It's not as effective. And so if he can't just do it on the court with his game, and he was playing well in the games that he was here, so I'm not trying to discredit that, but he can't do a lot of the things he used to do before. It doesn't mean that he's not still like impactful, but each year that impact's going to become less. And so he acts out, he does things. And I do think that's what it is, but he's so volatile. So how can you really build for a contender and he be an important piece to you being a contender? And he's so volatile. You cannot rely on him. You cannot trust him. It doesn't matter what he tells you. It doesn't matter if he tells you he's learned and I'm going to be better. You cannot rely on him you cannot trust him he will do something almost guaranteed in the heat of the moment he gets mad he doesn't think he is not someone in those moments who thinks through his actions you're not you're not wrong you didn't say a single say a single lie <laughs> right. how many more apologies can the there be so, I mean, that's why they're in such a know. tough spot. They're, I mean, they're in a, a super tough spot because everything you said is true, but also everybody else in the league knows that too. So who's going to trade for Draymond on 100 mil for four years? You know, I mean, like maybe there is a team out there, but 
No, I hear you. I don't think you can. I don't think you can trade Dre this year. But what I'm saying is like he's the path and Clay are the path. I don't know what they get you. I don't know what it is. And that's why I just think you need a real coach in there. You like you need to find someone who is going to be able to reimagine this team and not just this team, but reimagine a team with Steph Curry that can win. Right. And set that up to win. Um, And my mind is nowhere on the level of yours. I don't know. I don't know the answer. So I'm not saying the answers, but Justin and I have private conversations all the time. And I'm like, I believe there's another way for the Warriors to win without it being so reliant on Draymond Green. I've been saying that. I do too. I I don't know what it is, but I believe there's a way. I mean, I think that path could still like Clay and Draymond, right? There is a path where, they're contenders and they don't rely on them as much. There, there's a path where they don't rely on them as much and they're still there. That's the path that I think is the best path for them forward. Right? Like, because like I said, right. like, and I and I tweeted this a while ago. If you look at all the teams that's won a championship, you go back, I don't know how many years, you need a bunch of dudes in your playoff rotation that have been there for years. It's just a statistical fact, right? Like, the only teams out of your playoff top eight players in total minutes played that have not been on the team since they were rookies or for the last three seasons, it's only been like two teams in the last like 10 years that have had less than five of those guys on the team, right? The Warriors, every time they won, they had at least five. It was, I believe it was the Bucks in 2021. That ring is fluke. And it was the, the Lakers in 2020. That shit was fluke too. I think 2016 Cavs, that shit was fluke. So it needs to be something fluky for you to win other than those circumstances. You need continuity and you need that type of, you know, togetherness. But obviously there's this dynamic at play with the Warriors where guys are past their, past their prime. And then emotionally they're past their prime as well with Clay kind of like the negative energy that he brings when he can't perform the way he wants to. And then Draymond acting out that murkies up the waters. But if there's players there in place or maybe one player there in place, that clearly demotes both Clay and Draymond. I think the acting out diminishes, in my opinion. It's nothing. It's, I mean, I don't maybe, think it does because I think because with that comes them accepting a new pecking order, right. and I will give I will give Clay a chance because he just did this whole very transparent, open kind of speech, right? To see you know how he's gonna be i feel like we've had some of that a little from clay but not this transparent you yeah know, i was not gonna this say open. this yeah. so this was a little bit more so we'll see but with draymond the man told katie to his face he's a bitch like i don't believe there's any pecking order What's that he will that? ever accept <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's any. At some point, it's going to always be like, this is my shit. I've been here. Do you know who I am? I don't see him ever humbling himself, right? Because someone new coming in and being the dude realized it, it, it requires those guys who were the dudes to step back mm-hmm. and take a back seat, right? And that's a little yeah. bit, that's a little bit easier. And even though he didn't really like, even though he was like, I'm still getting all my shots. Clay did do that. Like he understood with KD there, he was third. And it's a little hard not to acknowledge that with like a Kevin Durant. But I tweeted mm-hmm. this the other day. I said, is he going to acknowledge that? 
like with Pascal Siakam? Does he know that Pascal is a better player than him? And like, is he going to understand that and accept that? You know, you bring in Lori. Does he? I don't think Lori. I mean, I don't think Clay. But I'm just hmm. saying. Yeah, I don't think Clay would have an issue with that. I mean, if you look at this season now, he's taking less shots than he did last season and the season before that. Like, even for guys on the the shot attempts, but it's the who am I still in this? He's still the second guy, right? Like, even though he's taking shot attempts, he's viewed as like the second guy or whatever. But it's the three of them. There's no none of nobody else on the rosters ahead of them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like like you whoever said. Whoever they bring in would have to be ahead of them. And, like, Dre always knows whoever's there offensively is ahead of him. Yeah. But he's still Draymond. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, when KD came there, Clay adjusted, right? He was still taking the same amount of shots. And I think it will still be the case if whoever they got now. Like, he'll still take the shots. But I'm not talking about shots. You're, it's I mean, not I don't think shots. emotionally they it's would really mindset. care that much. To, to It's a mindset of understanding, like, you know, you're really second – like you're not second anymore. Like this person is the higher priority. You can get benched. You're not. That's what I'm saying. Like it because, and that's why it just needs to be another coach because Steve Kerr won't do it. He won't I mean, do it. It depends think, on who that yeah. superstar is. But it's not right. going to be a fucking superstar. I'm sorry for cursing. It's not going to be. They're not getting any superstars. Well, they're right. Not, right. And, and, and so, that's what I'm saying. So, but it's going to be a player that's better than him. But what I'm cool. saying is he may not. Clay Thompson in his mind can't look at Kevin Durant and suggest Kevin Durant's not better than him. Mm-hmm. Some, the uh, another. like I understand what is, you're saying. This is, this is like Kobe's Pau Gasol moment, right? Like he didn't get another Shaq. He got Pau Gasol, who's a very, very, very good player, and they could go do their thing, right? But what I'm saying is this is not going to be a player who's going to be like, like we all know they're better than Clay, but I don't know if Clay's going to really know that that player is better than him. He might think, I can still do that. But what does that translate to to in in your opinion? Like, why would that be an issue? I mean, I don't think that would be the case, but, like, what would that lead to to make that a problematic thing? How things happen on the court. If Clay isn't playing well, the need to still keep him in, all the kinds of things that we've seen. For sure. But I mean, if that player is not a player that plays his position, then I don't think that would be an issue, right? So, I mean, Laurie and Pascal are the two biggest names. They don't play Clay's position. And I don't think either of them play. I mean, Pascal played, they played Draymond's position, but they don't play Draymond's position. Like, Draymond would be the defensive anchor center type of stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't think if they bring in somebody in, I don't think that would be an issue on the court. I don't think it would be a locker room issue really either. Um, okay. I mean, a lot of the Draymond stuff other than, I mean, Jordan was a thing where that was just like, that was something crazy, right? Crazy like how? That Crazy that like he's supposed personal. to be a mentor to Jordan and he yeah. just, you know, did so that. Clay, by the way, Clay gets overlooked because of what happened with Draymond, but he was also very marking my territory, not doing what he needed to do to support Jordan as well. So they both did it, right? Um, it's just Clay didn't like punch him. But yeah. he was very territorial over his spot, right? And so, and I understand that, but it also that that all contributed towards the dysfunction. So it's just it's still carrying out this year. Yeah, with I, mean, I think it was a three-way thing, but they're the veterans and they should have mm-hmm. behaved better. A three-way thing. What are you talking about with who? With staff? With with Jordan as well. I don't think Jordan was completely faultless, other than the fact that he got sucker punched. 
he's faultless. If you get punched, you're faultless. And also, no, other than I'm talking about like the whole dynamic between him and Clay and all of that. I'm sure he, you know, he what's was putting pressure on him to start. Jordan, huh? What's what's the part Jordan's not faultless for? I mean, like they're they're competitive. They're all competitive players. They're all pros. So the mm-hmm. same way Clay is territorial over his spot, Jordan is like, I'm coming for your spot. Instead of saying like, y'all got it, you know, let me let me just be what y'all need me to be. He's like, no, I need to start. And they were like, yeah, but, he, but, but that's not that's good. not what I'm talking about, right? You all want to win together. You need Jordan to win. So mentoring Jordan and taking him under your wing versus not trying to do anything is the better approach. For like sure. players wanting to play and ball out and get that's that's normal basketball stuff. Right. But if you're going to like isolate him to the point that it's like it's not helpful towards the tweet, the team and your development and and the overall goals of the team, then that's not good. Right. And I don't Mm -hmm. see I don't see how Jordan can help that because the only thing because then you're asking him to be like a Jonathan commit, not, not even like a Moody and just sit there and accept it and never say anything and never try to like, you know, get ahead. And I understand why Jordan was saying like, I want to start because when he was starting, they were playing well, but also they didn't set him up on the bench with the right players to support him. So it hurt him as we talked about versus like, I don't think he should have started, but I'm just saying, I understand why. Cause you, you weren't putting the right pieces around him. I think if Jordan was really thriving as a sixth man, right? Like the way some other teams have their six man thriving and they had the right pieces around him and he was still storing, scoring and getting his and whatever. I think he wouldn't have, I don't think the whole starting thing would have been as big of a deal. No, I agree. Totally. That's why I said, I mean, the veterans are more so in fault here because they're the, they're the older guys, right? They understand they've been through a lot of this stuff. So they should be the more mature party in this whole thing. But I'm just saying like Jordan wasn't completely he wasn't. I, you ever, I haven't heard one thing you said that he did that's wrong. You know, like act I mean, like he's for one, for like one, twenty years he, old. How old is Jordan? Did, when he, I mean, he's like what twenty four now. But when he, when he did play and he wasn't starting, he very clearly played with way less energy. He very clearly, like on the court, yeah. he let that leak onto the court. That's, but that was in the second year. That wasn't in the first year. I mean, either way, it's just like no, but it, but it matters bad. because his ability to be sort of selfless and all that stuff, that shit got snatched with Draymond. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, to me, it was a crazy expectation from everyone that Jordan should still be accepting of things. Remember what happens. He gets punched. Then the team goes to him and says, you decide whether or not what should happen with Draymond. They put the onus on him, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to suspend Draymond so he can be at ring night. So the entire organization in that moment showed him that they don't have his back, that they don't support him. They weren't even willing to suspend Draymond like they did for KD. So now y'all want him to not let things carry. That's not a realistic expectation of him. You didn't support him in any meaningful way after this guy punched him. And it's circulating all over the internet. Like any expectation of him now being like, I'm not going to be selfish and I'm not going to be about myself and I'm going to do what goes out the team. That shit goes out the door. 
that's not going to happen. And that's on them. They got to own that. You can't expect him then to be like, not be moody and not, what does he owe them still? They're not supporting him. They're not having his back. The trust was done then. If they would have suspended Draymond, if they would have like handled that properly, you would have gotten a different Jordan. So the expectation cannot be, that's like, you know, that it's victim blaming. And I always said that people don't like that because they think of like women and stuff like that. But he was the aggrieved party. For sure. And they didn't do what they needed to do. So later when everyone's like, no, 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 he needs to do. No, like that's not going to happen because you guys never handled it properly from the beginning. You can't get maturity and you can't get a result that makes sense after when you initially handled it wrong to begin with and expect that from a a, a guy who's 23, 22, like that's just not realistic. Mm. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's then a Jordan and the org problem and a Jordan and Draymond problem. I don't think there's a clay thing going on there. No, but, there was a clay thing going on. That's what I'm saying. There definitely was. I'm just saying I'm sure it didn't get talked about thing, yeah. and it didn't get discussed because it was overshadowed by Draymond, but it was definitely a thing last year. That was a thing too. It just didn't get covered and talked about because it was, everything was Dre, Dre, Dre. And so Dre, that situation was allowed to kind of cover what was sort of going on with like the way Clay was also behaving. But I'm saying, and and by the way, Steph is not great either. Not that he was doing anything wrong to Jordan either, but you know, Steph, because of his leadership style being very like, yeah, you know, he's not as like, you know, he's not a talker like Dre. He doesn't do certain things, right? He's, I got my wife, I got my kids, I'm staff, I'm a superstar, I have all these other things to take care of. When Dre lost his voice in the locker room, when it became fractured, then he didn't have the ability to be that voice anymore. So that requires Steph to step up and do more. And he's not. So in that part, it's a failing on him too. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they they gave Jordan like a period of time. It was like, okay, we're going to give you this little time. And then after like, I don't know, five, 10, whatever it is, now we expect you to be over it and be mature. And when something like that happens to you, when a trauma like that happens to you, you don't get over it like that that quickly, right? That's just not what happens. It's not. And that's like that there's a human side of things. When everyone tells me I'm crazy, you know, I'm like, okay. I didn't want to be right. I didn't want to be right. But like that was totally foreseeable what was going to happen, you know, and mm-hmm. um, they, mis- they mishandled it, mismanaged it. So I just don't see, I don't know about Clay. We'll see how he does. But I do think his ability to embrace his aging, to embrace that there's players better than him on the team, that he's lower on the totem pole. There's that it's more important to know he can embrace those things than anything else because if he can't then it will be a problem and i don't think he's demonstrated that he can but he just made these recent statements so we'll see if he's able to but his actions to this point has shown us that he struggles with this and you know at the sight of being threatened he's territorial and i get it because you want to keep starting but this is a team that has preached to us how selfless they are and they want to do anything to win and they want to you know keep doing things and their actions are in conflict with that you know their actions are in conflict with that 
right? At some point, you got to say to yourself, okay, I can't do what I used to do, right? Like when Steph was willing to concede his team to KD, right? It didn't happen like that, but he was willing to concede his team to KD so they could win. That's true selflessness. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is the others on the team have never demonstrated an ability to do that. So if you need them to stay. They were there too. (laughs) But it was Steph's team. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Right. I'm just saying they have done that to a certain extent. When? When KD was there. Okay. I'm just saying. How? You said yourself. They took less. <laughs> Clay takes less shots. Right? Barely. And he told us straight up that he's not. He's like, I'm not, you know. But that's not even the point because it wasn't required then. Those are like minor concessions this is like mm-hmm. a different thing Steph allowed KD to become the face not the face because he didn't but the media talking about stuff like this Kerr running thing like it, that, it was a different kind of thing that Steph gave up and what mm-hmm. I'm saying is what Dre and Clay will be required to give up it's a different kind of thing that you're asking for it's a status it's a like yes you're still Clay and Dre but like we need to bring in someone else and it needs to really be about Steph and this new person. And y'all are kind of like role players now. That's what I'm saying. And that's a different kind of mindset to wrap your head around. And it does require their buy-in if they're going to be on the team, because if they don't really buy into it and the moment something happens, Draymond's going to be like, I've been here. I don't need you. You're a bitch. And there's no reason to think that he would not do that because we know for a fucking fact he did it to Kevin Durant. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, I, I just, people don't have to keep showing me things over and over for me to know who they are. And again, I don't like Clay is not to that degree, but he's naturally, it's understanding. I'm not even saying that he's bad for it, but he's having a very human response to where he is right now in his career and if he can't embrace it and decide to take on a different role decide to be like an andre a mentor a cheerleader uh whatever it is if he can't become that person it won't work his mental buy-in is more important than anything he can do on the court that's all i'm saying and i don't i i don't know for me it's like the jury's out on clay Draymond, I don't believe in. I don't. I don't know how much he has to show us things for people to, to, to. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and and we won't know until this trade deadline. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Either way, I don't think this current roster is going to do anything substantial. So they need to make a move anyway. And I don't think the moves with Clay and Dre involved result in this team being any better in any better position so they need to move other players that's just how i feel about it i don't want to move all the young guys i prefer to keep most of them if not all of them mm-hmm. but it's also not realistic that you move the other pieces and get something back that you want like a star level player so no you're not going to get anyway. a star level player for them they're not worth that anymore but i like combining a young piece with whatever maybe one of them and like what what, however it works what i'm saying is they have to be open to that to get like the true co-star that you need 
you know, um, I know that a Dre, they're not gonna be able to move because we know, like right now with this, I don't know that it will always be like that, but you're not. But I'm just saying, it's, um, Yeah. Who are they gonna get? Who are they gonna get? I don't that, know. I mean, that's that's why we're like, it. we gotta wait. We don't no, know. But there's no one at the trade line besides Pascal, unless someone else becomes available. Mm -hmm. I've heard you talk like you don't like the Zach Levine fit. I, I don't think. right. I don't really either. Right. And even with Pascal, right, he would be really expensive. And I don't know that what he would cost. That he's even worth it. Right. Like to, to be a number two, but he's who's available and they don't have the cap to sign him either. So that, that, that deal is a little tricky anyway, but there's Pascal. And then I haven't, you know, they don't have, you know, so like anything they do has to be a trade, but I don't know what other players are going to become available. And I don't know that it's this trade line, trade deadline. So we keep saying at the trade deadline, at the trade deadline, mm -hmm. but because Pascal didn't get traded in December and now it's February, it, that deal becomes trickier because then it's a rental because he's already said he doesn't want to write. He doesn't want to sign. So it's a rental. They don't have the ability to sign him outright. So even if they take him on and they feel like it goes well, is bringing Pascal here enough on a rental? Like, do you do that? Do you risk it? Will he make enough of the difference in their season this year for them to win it all? I don't know. But then if they decide they like him, they want to sign him, they're going to have to move, do a lot to, to, to resign him. And you're mm -hmm. probably gutting the team in a way that's not necessarily good for the team. So mm -hmm. I don't know that it's really Pascal. So let's take Pascal off the table. Who is it? I don't think Lori's being traded. It sounds like he wants to stay in Utah and they want to extend him. And Danny Ainge, we saw what he did with the Celtics. He's a maniac. He's going to be asking for all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So take those two obvious names off the table. Who else is there? Um, You got to look at Cleveland. See what they got going on over there. Who? Look at Cleveland. Cleveland. No, Any of their guys. They blowing that up. Donnie's gone. Jared Allen's probably gone. Jared Allen, yeah. Um, There's I mean, nobody Jared not a star. who's a number two. Hmm? There's no one over there who's a number two. Who? What do you mean? Donovan Mitchell? I mean, oh, he would be. But he's not coming to the Bay. Like, that's, like, out of the question. He makes way too much money. So that's not even going to work. He's 6'1", guys. Hey, he is. But he's very strong. He's not my first choice. Um, but I'm just, I'm just saying. There's other. I mean, he's one of the other potential long right, shot but, options. Yeah, that's um, super long shot. You got to look at the Nets. But there's again no clear cut number two. It's just you've got some decent pieces mm -hmm. that you can just add. There's Royce. You know, Dorian is Dorian over there. He is over there. Yeah. That's where Andrew Wiggins comes into play because his contract's a lot of money. And I think he's a player that teams will still take. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. a salary slot. And you got to use him and combine probably with something to get you a real player. 
that's what I'm saying. You said, I mean, these players make a lot of money, but they got they got the contracts to match. No, they got the contracts to match, but people got to want them. For sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, ultimately. Right, but it doesn't help that Andrew's not having a great season, but he has a he has a reasonable contract. And that's why Clay is really interesting because I personally think, well, I'm not going to say what I think, but. <laughs> she got his bags packed, okay? No, I'm kidding. Oh, it's not that. It's not, it's not, that, totally I, it's not, kidding. It's not that I even want him <laughs> on like that. I'm just saying that. Clay's the only person that they can still sign to a contract that gives them the ability to trade someone. So if you sign Clay to a contract that's reasonable, Mm -hmm. that someone would then be willing to take because you need some, you need the, the, the salary to get you a player. Right. And I'm not even averse to them trading Draymond. I just don't think anyone is going to take Draymond because he's crazy. Right. So <laughs> volatile. Let me say that. Let me I take that crazy. But no, because volatile just means you're up and down. I don't because mm-hmm. crazy is that I don't want to like label him anything, but he's volatile. And so there just would have to be a team that feels like he can add something to them. And I don't know how many teams feel like that, even though he's still a really great defensive player, you know, so He's very, very volatile. So I, but I feel like there are some teams that would still want Clay Thompson shooting if his contract was on a reasonable price. That's what I'm saying, you know? Mm. So it's not so much about a trade like later on, like a trade in the summer or something. Right. And so you sign him and then that way you can trade him. I'm not saying that they're going to like sign him and be like, yeah, Clay, it's to trade you. But what I'm saying is to me, that's going to be Clay or Wiggins are combined with young players are going to be their best avenue to try to get like a true number two. And I think Stephanie's a true number two. Okay. That that's the stage that I'm at right now. And I'm saying those are the only paths to getting them because you need contracts and like the Chris Paul thing only works up until like this trade deadline, you know, cause then if not, he's leaving. <laughs> Maybe. You think they're bringing back Chris Paul? Absolutely not. Huh? Might, I mean, they want to trade him. They need to trade him before he expires. That's why I'm going. saying this right. trade deadline. So I'm just like, if they don't do that, then they lose him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, but I don't, I don't think any Chris Paul trade now with a young player, I think that's going to net you a supplemental piece. I don't think you're getting your second co-star this trade deadline, unless somebody becomes available we're not aware of. Yeah, that could be the case. Anyway, I know it's late. I'm sorry. Um, these are good conversations. I'll back to my 6 a.m. client because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> you guys still believe in the Dubs? Like, what can they do this season? Are they going to the playoffs? They can make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> they going to the playoffs? Are they going to the playoffs? We'll see once Draymond get back. If he get back and he out of shape, they done. No, I'm just playing. No, nah, they can definitely still make it. I mean, they right there. They, <laughs> they are. Right they, there. are. they are right yeah. there. And other teams, you know, things start. Other teams are right there, too. Yeah. They'll and they're in. losing, too, and yeah. stuff. If yeah. Steph misses another playoffs in his prime. 
<laughs> he will be crucified. Y'all know that, right? He better. Not. I mean, I mean it, it doesn't matter. Anybody with eyes can see what's going on. What he does, yeah, he will be. It doesn't matter. He will be crucified. <laughs> I think we're all out on like any idea of this team contending for real. Um, or no. I don't. Uh, I just. I, I just. I still feel like you're gonna hope for it, of course. Right, right, for sure. I'm always, I'm always hopeful. I'm still hopeful that so, the Eagles will do something, but I don't think that they are. I'm just saying we're not talking football. Here. No, but I'm just you giving know, but yeah, no, yeah, totally like because <laughs> you know you're an Eagles fan. I'm a Kansas City fan, so you know. Oh yeah, you're still but, hopeful uh, for Kansas City. Justin is too, because he's like a fake Patrick so Mahomes fan. No, here we go. All the hate. hate I'm not hate, a Kansas City hate, fan hate. in any way. They were just playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl, so I wanted <laughs> the Chiefs to win. <laughs> I mean, we already discussed that as anti black to be a Patrick Mahomes no, it's fan. <laughs> oh, oh, it's oh wow. Anyway, it's a joke. It's in, in way, in way. <laughs> Back to our dubs. Blowing yeah, this game. They, no. They'll sneak but, into the playoffs and win the first round. And you know, win the first there. round. They'll do the same. It's gonna be the same shit as last year. They're gonna sneak no, in. No, but there. who can they win the first round against? Because if they're at the bottom, you're talking about Denver. Denver. Denver's in the top three, the Clippers. Um right now, the first four is Denver, Clippers, Timberwolves. Um, OK, they could be OKC. I think they I that I believe. They can be probably. I pick them against anybody except Denver right now. Which is funny because I think they could be Denver too. They can be Denver, but I wouldn't pick them to be Denver. This is this is assuming this is assuming Draymond is back, and this is assuming they're playing to a reasonable level, close enough to their ceiling. (laughs) Right, which is a hard, which is a which is a lot to ask at this point. But yeah, I think they could be anybody in the series. I would pick them again. And you're saying as is or with a trade? I'm saying as is. We still But we're all expecting pieces. a trade. Yeah. So with the trade, we can depending on who they get, then we can kind of like adjust. Right. Right. As a limit. I mean, I keep I keep holding on to hope like, you know, Boston in 2022, I don't know if they were this bad, but they traded for Derek White. At the deadline, I think I'm pretty sure, or before the deadline, and they kind of took off from which there. is a be- which is a better thing. I want to ask you instead of examining for the co-star because I don't think the co-star is coming at the trade line. I don't think that's happening. Oh, I don't think so either. Who is the supplemental piece? Who's the? It's it's a, it's a, it's a it's another role player. It's a high level guy. It mm-hmm. like OG would have been nice, but they didn't get him. Right. Yeah. So, but it's it's a supplemental guy. Some I've heard people say like Kyle Kuzma. Who's good? Who's is a dude where it's like it could go wrong if you bring him because he could really think he that guy still. No, I know that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, have you thought of who those guys are that would be potential targets that are not like the number two, but just another guy mm-hmm. to come in and help? Um, what about Vooch on the Bulls? Vooch could help. Yeah, I mean, I'm t- I'm kind of trying to think. Of and are you giving up Kaminga for Vooch? Hell no. I, so a guy that you're willing to give Kuminga, I only feel like you're giving up Kuminga for a star. Yeah, if if, if you're not bringing back yeah. a star, I'm, you keep Jonathan. 
Okay. So, so you're giving the, up Chris Paul and who? Moody? Pro, Moody probably got it. Moody, Moody's probably going, which is sad. So Chris Paul and Moody and who you getting? Hmm. Um, what is that? 35 mil? No, that's like 33 mil. That's a good question. Then I gotta look around who's who's available. But as far as just just players, you know, I mean, especially considering Gary's health and stuff like that. If you try to go and grab Caruso, I think he's a game changing role player. If you consolidate the roster, I didn't they, agree with you. They were attacking you the other day for wanting Caruso. Yeah, they were crazy. That was, I mean, like the Caruso thing. I think makes a lot more sense if you have a number, a legit number two star. But even still, he's one of the best defensive players in the league, and he shoots like forty seven percent from three. Um, and he can run a pick and roll as a ball handler. He's just a good player, right? And he's off the Lakers, so we can actually fully appreciate how good he is, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So Caruso is a guy. He's literally like Derek White. Like he's not as good offensively as Derek White. Probably a little bit better defensively in certain ways. They're both bald, so they're both bald. They're both <laughs> like you know, little Elma Fuds out there. That's your homework assignment, so we can like actually go through it. No, because people are always asking us like who. No, yeah, I got you. And um, we'll just do our, our mailbag of questions that we receive. We don't even got to ask them because they're like, who's out there? But I think we have to stop thinking about a number two guy and who is um, like more like role players that. Mm-hmm they could bring in to come in it's not going to be the co-star it's not going to be the number two that's if they're going to do that it's going to be later i think unless something changes and becomes available so can you take a look around and see i got you okay okay all right guys it's time to go leave it to me to derail the conversation but it was a good conversation um but um, there are things that need to be thought about about this this Warriors team. So um, thank you for tuning in with us. We appreciate y'all. Kareem, I love you. <laughs> Justin, I love you. I know y'all love me and deal with my shit. Um, um, and we love you guys for tuning in. So um, make sure you are subscribed to 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel. So anytime the episodes pop up, you'll know if you're subscribed, make sure you are following us on Twitter and Twitter, formerly known as X and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. And make sure you're leaving us a positive review and leaving us five stars and saying good things. I've seen some of y'all little snippy comments sometimes. We don't need those. Justin, you see them too? Always. We see them. We see them. I mean, we appreciate real feedback. Them, but I'm like, dang, you can actually see it's me. What'd they say? <laughs> I'll be this close to responding, but I'm like, dang, you can actually see it's me. Oh, uh, I'll be responding. <laughs> Listen, no, honestly, I don't want to make it seem like we're not open to feedback because we are. You guys have said things to me sometimes and I take it into consideration. But give us constructive shit. Like, don't just be like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't help us. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Until next time, take care.